Pulse of Elkhart. This is On the Beat with Carl Stutzman. And welcome to On the Beat on the Heart 1340 AM, 101.9 FM on this Monday afternoon. Catching up with Elkhart Mayor Rod Robertson for another edition of uh, uh, Mondays with the Mayor. And uh, I I hate to kind of beat on the old drum, not that everyone isn't doing it everywhere in the world right now, but uh, COVID back at the uh, top of the headlines for the city of Elkhart. Uh, Mayor, I, I know that between the Johnson & Johnson news last week, uh, the presence of the new variants between Michigan and Indiana and uh, the rising number of cases feels like we've kind of taken a couple of steps backwards, maybe from where we were talking about this a couple weeks ago. Well, yes and no. Um, I, and I completely understand why, why, why uh, people feel uh, so uh, almost uh, confused uh, around where we are with COVID right now. Uh, and there are multiple reasons why. Uh, and you mentioned only a couple of them. Uh, if you remember when uh, COVID began to uh, kind of take hold and begin to accelerate inside of our community, uh, we begin to think about, um, you know, what, what's going to be, uh, what's going to be the solution here? Because at that time we were so far away from vaccines, uh, people couldn't even see when 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 we were going to have some relief. Okay, so we we have a virus, no cure. People are dying. People are catching it. And if you remember, um, the thought was uh, if you got it and developed antibodies, you wouldn't be able to get it again. And so add that into the equation of where we stand right now uh, as to how people feel about getting the vaccine. That becomes a, a difficult thought because you don't and, and you don't know whether or not you have antibodies uh, unless you get tested for them. And then. Do you know whether or not you have enough to prevent uh, the next bout um, or to prevent the, 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 the strain that everyone was getting or the new variant? So none of that is fully tested, fully kind of um, fleshed out. So we are in a space where um, uh, because of the positive cases doesn't necessarily mean that you're in a severe area of reoccurrence that's going to create hospitalizations and death. Mm. A, a variant could create hospitalizations and death. Um, uh, but from what we've been able to see from our hospitals currently is that they are braced for more cases, but haven't seen them as uh, to the extent that some of our positivity rate shows that were there in about six, eight months ago. Yeah. So um, I, it is a real ball of, uh, of, of things that, uh, that creates uh, this uh, hesitancy to vaccines that create uh, the thought that um, I may be able to wait this thing out uh, create the thought that um, we need to get open as quickly as possible, create the thought that um, I need to stay masked up because I don't know who's carrying what. Um, and so as you can see, uh, there is a, and there are groups of people that live in all of those spaces. And I happen to be the mayor for all of them. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Now think about that for a second. And so um, the health department 
has taken a look at uh, their last uh, order has given us uh, a 45 day window uh, in order to kind of relook at uh, how we look at restrictions. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, our positivity rate has inched up over the past two to three weeks. Uh, we're right uh, at the uh, at this broadcast on the cusp of uh, of orange, and we're in yellow now. We really wish we could be in blue, uh, because as we well know, uh, there is a current fight over uh, whether or not we are, need to mandate masks. What I know, as uh, as the mayor and the science indicates that if we mitigate, wear masks. Uh, it's the best way to present, prevent uh, the virus from you from catching the vi virus, for anybody from catching the virus. So staying masked up is still important. Making sure that we're mitigating uh, with space, still important. Washing our hands, still important. And that was the old, you know, I almost feel as though that was the last generation of this, uh, uh, of where we were with this virus. But it isn't. Because... Of variants because the vaccine is that we currently have uh, with Pfizer and Moderna are are 95% pure or have a 95% efficacy rate. Um, and Pfizer, I mean, um, uh, Johnson & Johnson has a little less, like a 65, 75. I'm not quite sure where their efficacy is, but it's a little less than the two-shotters. And then when you throw in uh, some of the challenges, uh, the recent challenge of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, um, there is a sense of, well, do I get it or not? What do we do? How do we extend this? How do we make people safe within the environment? So uh, my advice is to uh, keep using mitigation as much as you can in public where you know um, vaccines have yet to penetrate. Uh, I personally had the Pfizer vaccine, my wife and I, and, uh, and my daughter, uh, who has had one shot. She gets her other shot sometime around her birthday, which is coming up here next week. Uh, and so uh, we're hopeful that our household uh, will be 95% beyond the virus. Now, we all had the virus. So how does that weigh into that 95%? Does that give me an additional 5% where I'm there at 100%? Yeah, I Help so me. I had you are I, you are a healthcare professional, you are a doctor. You should be able to help Yeah. <laughs> help me girl <laughs> answer that question. I, I I know that it's been a big push trying to to get into the various demographics. I mean, it's um, you know, it's weird for me to think because I I waited in for the thirty age group to to be available, and as as soon as that happened, I mean, I jumped on it. So within, we'll just focus on the the black and brown communities here. What are some of the barriers that you guys have identified in people signing up? Is it is it an information barrier? They're just they don't they don't know a lot about it. Is it a is it a is it a technological barrier? They just don't know how to sign up. What is it? Uh, basically, it's a little bit of all of that. And I wouldn't throw in a couple of other things. Um, uh, first of all, there's a there's a techno technological gap um, with black and brown communities relative to um, uh, not uh, signing up. Uh, for the vaccine. 
uh, and having access to broadband and internet. I know it seems as though in this day, for those of you who live in spaces where uh, you under, you have uh, broad you have broadband wireless internet wherever you go, uh, you pay a um, uh, a a monthly subscription fee uh, to be able to wirelessly do whatever you want to do on your phone. Uh, for uh, uh, for folk that uh, could be that could have a larger incidence of poverty, uh, you're not paying that amount on those subscription fees to allow you to be able to do those things. So you use your internet for the staples, and this becomes an add-on. I think this should be a staple, but now that gets into some of the other areas of concern of hesitancy around the vaccine, uh, because if you do consider this a staple. And, and or, or if you don't consider it a staple, why? Why don't? Why, why wouldn't anybody consider this something a, that's a must uh, for us in this community? Uh, well, um, uh, many black and brown, um, uh, or I know uh, African Americans, I should say, um, have been uh, used in the past uh, in health experiments, which has created a gap in healthcare that doesn't give you trust in the system. Uh, and so uh, it's been my effort to help uh, begin to educate beyond that. And how do we get to a place? And I know that um, uh, you know or you have heard of the Tuskegee experiment mm -hmm. where uh, African-Americans were brought in and said they were given, be you being tested and given a vaccine, didn't realize uh, that they were actually being um, uh, given the syphilis um, uh, virus and then uh, they were then watched to determine how syphilis impacts and affects uh, African-American males. Uh, and uh, while that is gruesome and sounds grotesque, it happened. Yeah. And that is the reason why uh, we, uh, the health community have, has created uh, barriers to testing um, vi virus. As a matter of fact, to go through being able to have a, a vaccine, you had to go through protocols uh, that were put in place because of this Tuskegee experiment back in the 30s. And so it wasn't that long ago. And, and there are certain uh, generations. I mean, my, my dad and mom were born uh, in, the, um, uh, in the late 20s. Uh, and so you, this, this is handed down. And, and, and so do you really want to go to the doctor? Do you really want to take a shot? Do you really know what's in it? Uh, that's part of the African-American community's dilemma and hesitancy uh, as well. And do we have shots uh, in, in places where you feel comfortable going and taking the vaccine? Uh, so why, why I wanted to make sure that we delivered Tulsa to that equation. Um, and so there, 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 there's a there's a bank of filtering that the African American community goes through. We do have a community of undocumented residents in the Latino population that are here. Uh, we want them to get vaccinated, and we don't want them to feel as though uh, they're going to get deported. Uh, that's not the purpose. The purpose is to make sure that people here aren't carrying the vaccine. We need to solve the immigration dilemma. And that's been a federal issue, and I'm hopeful that we can get to some way that we can make our businesses and our community feel as though uh, there's a path uh, to um, uh, uh, to document to documents and being documented uh, and legalization, uh, as well as 
uh, a way in which our businesses can feel comfortable that they have a, that that they not just have a workforce, but people that are in the community are safe to be employed. Uh, in addition to that, we want our neighborhoods where people live uh, to be able to be seen and felt and heard and not have to fear uh, living in this community as well. So the vaccine rides right up into that lane. So do I go online and, and register for a state-sponsored vaccine and I'm not documented? I don't think so. Uh, and so we need to make sure that we have an understanding of the barriers that prevent people from getting this vaccine and also uh, the ones that are going to, and, and, and they're the other side of the corn, coin that's going to impact all of us in being able to open up and make sure that our community is safe and healthy. And so, yeah, uh, it's a, yeah. it's a, it, you can see uh, the layers that exist uh, that create not just a hesitancy to vaccines, but uh, a troublesome barrier that we have to in, order, in order to make sure uh, that, that all of our community, uh, the homeless, uh, we need them. Uh, to be vaccinated. Uh, and so they may not register on, on the grid in multiple, in simple spaces that we all register in, but they're nonetheless in this community. So, um, so my job is to, uh, to ensure that all of them uh, have the opportunity to get vaccinated. The other issues and concerns we have to deal with in a different form and or uh, we have to make sure that uh, once they do and are exposed, we we uh, we create um, long-term platform solutions uh, to some of those other dilemmas. But my immediate um, uh, the, the 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 lion at the gate right now is COVID, and my jo- and our job as a community is to get on the other side. Of it. Well, I, I mean, in, in, well, two things, two thoughts here is that, uh, first of all, yes, it's all of those things and more. That's a lot. Uh, second thought is individuals in the minority community that are listening to this understand that that's a very passionate mayor on the other side of this interview who has very clearly thought about this a lot, and it's very clearly something that's on his mind. That should make you feel pretty good. Your local leaders are going to the bat for you on this one. We got to take a break. Yeah, uh, yeah we got to take a break. We'll come back. Got a couple of other topics uh, we need to get to here, uh, some things happening around town, and and we'll get to all of those next on The Beat on the Heart 1340 AM, 1019 FM. Now back to On The Beat with Carl Stutzman on the Heart 1340 AM and 101.9 FM. And back here on The Beats on the Heart 1340 AM, 101.9 FM, Elkhart Mayor Rod Robertson talking about uh, COVID and the various barriers that exist to uh, helping individuals in the minority community and just uh, getting as many shots in arms as possible. We'll have that podcast up for you after the show. Absolutely suggest that you go in and listen to that one. Got a couple of issues going around. It's not really issues. Got a couple of things happening around the city of Elkhart that we also want to get to. Uh, We will start with uh, the announcement of a new chief of staff uh, and... uh, by new, we mean there's something borrowed, something blue in every new marriage. And uh, he reached back into the old administration to grab a familiar name. Uh, Mayor Robertson, tell us all about your uh, new hire. Well, um, we have uh, hired uh, or are actually committed to hiring uh, Bradley Tracy, who will come in as the chief of staff. Um, and for those of you who remember the name Bradley 
uh, was the uh, chief of staff in the last year of the previous administration. Uh, so he has um, a city, municipality, chief of staff experience for one year, uh, but he also had been chief of staff uh, for uh, a legislator in the uh, in the state house, and uh, he has had some uh, experience uh, being a communications uh, director for uh, one of the mayors of Indianapolis. So um, uh, Bradley has uh, worked legislatively. He's also uh, has he's he's worked from the standpoint of uh, of, of managing. Uh, staff, and I thought it was um, it was great that he still remained in Elkhart uh, after the transition, and um, it was a no-brainer uh, for me to uh, grab someone of that experience to help help accelerate us on the other side of COVID. Well, and uh, I, the comment that was made to me from someone was, uh, wow, you know, he'd really go back and hire someone from Mayor Nice's staff. And I told him, like, look, I, I, I got to say, I mean, I'll stand up for Mayor Robertson here, is that if there's one thing that his staffing decisions have proved, he doesn't really care where someone comes from or what their background may have been. If they're the right person for the job, uh, you'll pull the trigger on that hire. Well, you know, I, I currently have people that um, that work for uh, Mayor Perrin, work for uh, Mayor um, uh, Miller, work for uh, Mayor Moore, and uh, work for Mayor Nice. I kept uh, a third of uh, Mayor Nice's department heads uh, in position, and I uh, and I believe and that uh, if you heard me in my campaign, uh, I talked about. Uh, how important it was uh, for us to have skilled, qualified people in positions that were going to lead what I believe to become unparalleled service, defining it and then building a platform to execute it. And and to me, that didn't say uh, if you had an R by your name that you were eliminated. It didn't say whether or not uh, you had a D by your name so you're automatically in. It said, let's figure out the best way to deliver on the service um, uh, commitment and do it in a manner that was going to uh, create what I want uh, to be the quality that's known uh, from uh, city governance uh, in what we are able to do. And that isn't, that's very apolitical. One of the reasons why I believed uh, that I was qualified for this position was because I've always considered myself a public servant, not a, a, a Democrat first. I've always considered myself someone that cared about Elkhart, uh, uh, not, um, uh, the, the, not a, a Democrat first. I've always considered myself uh, someone that uh, loved my neighbors and loved my neighborhood and loved my community, uh, not uh, somebody that was black or African American. I figured, I figured that all of those other things that came with uh, the things that I mentioned that were important were pluses. And so I want to make sure that uh, it just so happens I'm a Democrat. It just so happens I'm an African-American. It just so happens uh, that we all uh, kind of uh, believe in, and want to be an Elkhart. What's important is that you get the kind of services that government should provide in a manner that allows you to feel as though this is your community and you have input in it, and we've given it all in an equitable way. And to me, i got to find the skilled people necessary to do that. So I thought Brad was right uh, in line with what we wanted to accomplish. 
And so uh, it wasn't a tough hire, and not for any of those reasons. Uh, I wanted to make sure that we do it in a, in an apolitical way, which I always have. I did that in the other two-thirds of the people we hired. Uh, and I never asked uh, whether or not uh, they were Democrat or Republican before I hired that's good. That's good. Um, so uh, just because we're kind of in the interest of time, got to kind of buzz through these last few here. Um, we'll go over to the Grand Prix, because since we've talked last, that's a pretty big announcement for you. It's officially happening <laughs> as you do the steering pantomime. You're just looking forward to hopping in a uh, go-kart and racing all the other mares, aren't you? Hey, and you know what's interesting about the uh, Grand Prix? Uh, uh, I, I'm a member of the Mayor's Roundtable. I'm actually the treasurer of it. The treasurer of this. You yeah. can see what happens when you come to a meeting, they make the treasurer. So, so there's about 30 mayors that's a member of this group, and we meet on a monthly basis. And, and so we were uh, meeting in, uh, we're meeting in, uh, and they all, my very first meeting in January when I came, they said, we want to come to Elkhart in August. And I said, why? The go-kart race. There's a mayor's race during the Grand Prix. I'm like, really? I said, so, okay, so I guess Elkhart will host in August. And so they were all excited about coming to Elkhart in August on 2020, uh, in 2020, and obviously we couldn't have the uh, the Grand Prix. So I was looking forward to having the Grand Prix uh, so that I could whip all of these mares up uh, and let them eat my dust uh, and in the go-kart, in the mayor's go-kart race. We'll have to uh, sneak you into the fast cart. We'll figure out which one the fast cart is. We'll put you in there so that way it, it defends it pretty well. We can't let Jeremy win. That's just going to make us look bad. <laughs> Thank you very much. Jeremy or Phil will be in the back seat. <laughs> Both Jeremy and Phil. Uh, but, I, you know, in all seriousness, the, these are the kind of events that really help to bring the community together. And for those of you who haven't gone to the race, please get a chance to go. I went uh, last year, and it was a wonderful event, a wonderful time. Uh, let's hope that we have, uh, but get vaccinated first. Um, but but in the meantime, though, I want to bring back uh, as many events as I possibly can. We've talked about this before on yeah. show on the show. But I, it, this one is one of the um, one of the keynote or, or uh, starred events that was always on my calendar. Well, I got to say, you know, I, the, the the jazz festival is is amazing. Everyone loves the jazz fest. That's the one that brings the most people downtown. That's always going to be the one that's like the festival for downtown Elkhart. But the Grand Prix is by far the most unique. I do not know of really any other towns where they open up and section off a part of their downtown and turn it into a racetrack. You know what I mean? That's that's pretty cool. Well, you know, um, uh, uh, also a uh, side note, back in the, uh, back in the early uh, mid-80s, I was uh, in New York, uh, in the New, Jer- New York, New Jersey area uh, with Coca-Cola. And, uh, and I'm at a hotel uh, traveling on a trip, and I'm looking at TV, and I see a cart race. And it said Elkhart. I thought it was Elkhart, Wisconsin. And then they, they flashed Elkhart, Indiana. And they were, and you know, and I'm thinking, look, that's the crib. I'm back home again. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, folk that were sitting around me were thinking, what's wrong with that guy? But I was so excited to see what you just said. Streets marked off. Uh, folk were, was racing. Now, that was when they were using straw bales. Yeah. Uh, hay, yeah, yeah. hay bales to mark off the space. Uh, we've gotten a lot better with that. And, uh, and, and I think that we've created safety bar- barricades and barriers. Uh, that make the drive, make the racers safe, and make the spectators safe as well. 
Uh, but it was very unique back then. It's still unique now. Well, um, and I, I uh, also imagine that I can probably get some colleagues from the ESPA, uh, the Ocho channel, to uh, show up this year. We'll see if I can submit something for the ESPN 8 people to be there for the Elkhart, uh, the Elkhart City Grand Prix. I think that'd be a fun one. Uh, and then last thing here to uh, chat about, and this one is something that will affect just about everyone in the city. And I know you guys are just trying to get the word out while this is still going. The uh, moratorium on collections and disconnections for uh, utilities officially ends at the end of this month. Uh, so you guys are just trying to make sure that as many people know about it as possible because you don't you don't want to have to turn off any anyone's utilities for any reason. That's just not something I know you want to do. Well, obviously, we're trying to gauge uh, to to when the community um, uh, is uh, is brought back online uh, to some sense of normalcy around um, uh, the uh, uh, the delinquency uh, of those bills. Uh, and so, what we want to do is do it in a sensitive way. Uh, so we want to ensure that we everybody is aware of the fact that it will will go there. And, and, and quite frankly, um, uh, don't be surprised if indeed um, we're not on the other side of COVID uh, that we look again at this prior to um, uh, prior to the end of the month. But at this point, uh, we really do uh, feel as though um, we're at a space where um, uh, the city's um, uh, position. On uh, on that mor- moratorium should be lifted, and get us get us back to um, where people are poor. We have a, a very strong um, uh, well. Uh, it, it's difficult. Uh, there are jobs everywhere, and and I and 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 people are working, uh, and uh, and the uh, the industries are churning. Uh, and so, with that said, uh, I think that um, uh, we have less uh, delinquencies than what uh, a normal city our size had. Uh, and so what we need to do is, uh, is make sure that uh, we begin to roll back uh, some of those spaces uh, where, where we've provided a, a, a gradual run ramp uh, to people becoming whole again. Yeah, and, and I know, um, you know, per the per the release that you guys sent out as well, that uh, it, this is not something where they're going to show up at your door with a bill and say, pay this full amount or we're shutting your electricity off. Basically, it, it, as it stands right now, you just need people to call and get something set up. You know, it's just just call call the department and work it out. Yeah, it, it may look like a monster amount uh, to the people who are uh, delinquent, but uh, please communicate. Um, we will do what we can uh, to work with uh, those on an individual basis. Uh, so, um, so yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, uh, it, to, let's let's just make sure that we get the word out uh, that you need to be active uh, and engaged, and we'll be able to work it out with you. Use that three one one app. There's a reason why it's there. Uh, you guys put a lot of effort into it, and it's for situations like this that it exists. Uh, that Absolutely. is all. That is all the time we have today, Mayor. I appreciate it. Uh, when we talk next week, I mean, who knows where we're going to be with all the COVID stuff? But uh, we will find out. I think the latest numbers, and I know this one makes you happy. I, I, it was somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty seven percent of the county is vaccinated, and there's another thirty some percent, if I'm correct, that have gotten their first shot. So, I mean, we, we're getting close to that 70% mark that you wanted to beat. Mary, Bethany said that. You want to go past that. Let's let's get, you know, and, and, and we cannot overemphasize how important this is. Uh, and, and, and if we really want to get on the other side of this, 
Um, it is not too much to get that shot. Take your shot. Um, it's the best one that you could take right now. Please, um, it'll help all of us get to a space where we can feel confident uh, that you could go to the go-kart race and not catch COVID. Elkhart Mayor Rod Robertson, that is it for Mondays with the Mayor. We'll be back next week. Catch you on a Monday afternoon. Mayor Robertson, you have a good week. We'll chat with you soon. You as well, Carl. Take care. All right, bye-bye. We will be back in just a couple of minutes, finishing things out on this Monday on The Beat. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.